Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, Jerry Hennon's with us on college football. A big day tomorrow, obviously, with a ton of showdowns that could have playoff implications. How you doing, Jerry? I am great, Scott. Always very, very glad to be on the show. All right, so uh, these are the big games. Uh, We'll go through them each. Auburn and LSU, the games at Death Valley, 3.30 on CBS. Uh, Do you give Auburn a chance down there in uh, Baton Rouge? Not as much of a chance as I would like to give them, Scott. (laughs) I think, uh, you know, anyone who knows me, I've been on the show a lot of times. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm an Auburn guy, born and raised. Uh, so I would like to be optimistic. I have looked for reasons to be optimistic about Auburn's chances in this game. Uh, Bo Nix looked very good against Arkansas. Uh, they've lost Booby Whitlow for the se- well, not for the season, but for like eight weeks. Uh, they're starting running back. The replacements look pretty good against Arkansas. Sean Shivers, a couple of those guys. Uh, the defense, you know, is loaded with talents. A couple of five-star linebackers, and of course Derek Brown, the big defensive tackle. Marlon Davidson, their defensive end, who's going to play in the pros, has really been coming on. Um, and it doesn't add up enough for me to really say, yeah, there's a chance. Uh, LSU, I think, has just been the better team this season. We saw it a little bit when Auburn went to Florida and, you know, really just did not look uh, like a team that's ready to contend for an SEC West title, that's ready to contend, contend for a playoff spot. Uh, they scored 13 points, scored one offensive touchdown. Bo Nix you know, had his moments, but for the most part, looked overwhelmed going down to the swamp. Uh, and going to Death Valley is not going to be any easier than going down to the swamp. I don't think LSU's defense, the way Texas kind of carved them up a little bit earlier in the season, uh, is not as strong as Florida's defense, but the environment is going to be the same. The environment maybe, uh, certainly if you ask LSU fans, is going to be even worse. Um, and there's going to be more pressure on Knicks because – Auburn's defense is not going to hold LSU's offense down the way they kind of held Florida's offense down. Joe Burrow, I don't know what kind of, like, Louisiana voodoo Captain America serum they gave him this last offseason, but that guy has turned into one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He has been absolutely smoking hot all season. And the Auburn defense is kind of secret Achilles heel, Scott. They've been their sack numbers are good. You look on paper and it's like, oh well, I think they've got twenty on the you know they've got a decent number on the year. They're ranked in the twenties. I think they had three or four against Florida. You know they had I think four against Texas A and M. The numbers look good. When you watch Auburn, their third and long defense has not been good. They have not been able to get home with their blitz packages. Uh, the secondary has not held up on third and long situations, and that is absolutely where Joe Burrow has thrived all season long. LSU's receivers are great. Justin Jefferson's having a monster year. Um, I, I very easily foresee repeatable situations where Auburn gets a stuff on first down, gets a stuff on second down, and then just cannot manage uh, to get LSU off the field on third down. Those situations lead to points. The points lead to more pressure on Bo Nix. And, um, you know, I, I'm not confident about Auburn winning the game at all. I'm not really even confident about him covering the spread. I, I'm looking at 10 and a half and, 
um, especially after what Auburn did down in Gainesville, uh, I, I would lean towards LSU and give them the point. Wow. And Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Columbus. And uh, the last time I checked, uh, it's it's 14 and a half. It opened at 13 and a half, and Wisconsin's getting two touchdowns and a hook. And Ohio State's scoring about, on average, uh, beating teams by 40 points. Uh these are two teams. I, let me say this before we start talking about this game. What the hell happened in that Illinois game, Scott? Um, like with Wisconsin losing last week. Like that is the most inexplicable result I feel like we've had uh, in a couple of years. Like that, you know, I, we, this is a sport where we all know anything can happen. And this is one of those reminders. It's like, oh, absolutely any damn thing can happen. Uh, because Wisconsin had smoked everyone all season long, was fresh off beating Michigan State. Michigan State's a decent team. We know they're pretty well coached with Antonio, maybe not as much on the offensive side of things, but they beat them 38 to nothing. That was worse than Ohio State did. Ohio State beat Michigan State 34 to 10, and that game was at home. Um, and then they go out and lay an absolute egg against Illinois, uh, you know, kind of outgained them by about 100 yards, but a few critical turnovers. You know, I'm mad about it. This game should be even bigger than it is, uh, and the Badgers went out and did that. I'm, 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 I haven't gotten over it. Uh, this week's game, though, um, because of that in some ways, I, I, I kind of like Wisconsin to cover. I don't think they're going to win the game, uh, but Jack Cohen has been a good quarterback. He actually was pretty good. He had the back-breaking turnover against Illinois, but his numbers were good, 260 yards, nine yards in attempt. He's been good. We know what Jonathan Taylor can do when he's not fumbling the ball again in critical situations. Um, I think this team is too good to kind of have two eggs in a row. Ohio State has killed everybody. Justin Fields, you know, I think is right there with Jalen Hurts in the Heisman conversation or should be. Uh, you beat Northwestern 52-3. to You beat Nebraska 48-7, to et cetera, et cetera. But still, Cincinnati is the best team that Ohio State has played. Now, admittedly, they beat them 42 to nothing, uh, but that's the best team comfortably that Ohio State has played and Wisconsin is on another level from Cincinnati. Uh, that defense in particular, I think Wisconsin might have the best linebackers in the country, Zach Bond, Chris Orr, those guys. Uh, Jim Leonard is a fantastic defense coordinator, and especially after last week, I think Wisconsin's going to be ready to play this game. I think Ohio State is going to have to work for their supper a little bit. Um, if the game was in Madison, I might kind of think about pulling, picking the upset. I don't think it's going to happen in Columbus. I think there's going to be a little bit of a shock for Ohio State getting this level up uh, in difficulty. But just at home, too many weapons for Ohio State. Ohio State's defense is playing fantastic, too. It's going to be, I think, a lower-scoring game than people would expect. Uh, And so I do like Wisconsin in the points. But ultimately, yeah, I think the Buckeyes are going to pull it out. You know, uh, Penn State is playing in East Lansing. You had talked about Michigan State. They opened as a uh, seven-point favorite. It's down to four-and-a-half. And And I got to tell you – yeah, I don't think Michigan State's good this year at all. And, I, no. you know, everybody keeps talking about they're a good team and, and they have a good defense and everything else. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't – I'm just not seeing that. And, and Penn State's uh, – the, their receiving core is sickening. They're lighting everybody up. I, You know, am I crazy to think that they can't handle that four and a half? I mean, my God, I thought they'd cover it at seven. No, um, I think Penn State would absolutely be my pick against the spread there. Michigan State, I, the offense is just not there. I, you know, I feel like Lewerke is a decent quarterback, but, you know, they had a, a, a poor offense last season. It was bad. Um, and D'Antonio's response, and again, you know, I have all the respect in the world for D'Antonio, what he's accomplished in East Lansing, which is really not an easy place 
uh, to put together a top-tier program these days. Uh, you know, you're kind of the second fiddle recruiting-wise in-state, not a deep state, you know, recruiting-wise uh, in that sense, you know, where you get a lot of five-star and four-star prospects coming out in-state every year. Uh, you have to be a little bit creative. They've done that. You know, the defense has been so good for so long. But uh, this offensive coaching situation is kind of a disaster. Like, they uh, had a terrible year offensively last year, and Antonio's response was just to shuffle uh, the assignments around. Like, I think last year's running backs coach is now the coordinator. Like, the coordinator is now, like, the offensive light coach. I, I can't remember the ex- exact way that the pieces moved around, uh, but it was really kind of deck chairs on the Titanic, and the whole thing is kind of sinking. Um, did not score against Wisconsin, scored 10 points against Ohio State, uh, scored seven in that loss to Arizona State, which really was inexplicable. Uh, Penn State's got a good, good team. Um, you know, they've beaten uh, the absolute living tar out of some folks. You know, the Michigan game last week ended up, you know, Michigan drops the touchdown pass that could have tied it. But that game was 21 to nothing, and Penn State kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. Um, I, I think they are a much much better team than Michigan State. And even with this game in East Lansing, uh, it's not like Michigan State's played great in East Lansing so far this year. They lost to Arizona State, really, really struggled with Indiana. Um, I absolutely would agree with you taking uh, the Nittany Lions against the spread in this one. Let's talk about Notre Dame and Michigan while we're at it after Michigan dropped that uh, pass in the end zone. They're in Ann Arbor, and the Irish are coming to town, and, you know... It's the same old story with the Wolverines. They never beat ranked teams. Uh, it's been a while. And, you know, I've, I lived in Ann Arbor for three years. I've got lots of friends who are Michigan fans. And this – I don't want to say it's a must-win game for Jim Harbaugh because they're not going to fire him. He's making too much money. Who else are they going to get? He's like the Michigan guy. You can argue that, like, this should have been a really good team, and then he just kind of botched the offense coordinator hire. Josh Gaddis has obviously not delivered the results he was hired to get. Um, you know, Shea Patterson looks like pretty much the same quarterback, maybe even a slightly worse quarterback than he was last year. Uh, you know, you can imagine saying, okay, well, you know, certainly the Michigan administration, I think, is going to give Harbaugh another year. But if you lose this game, where you're at home, you're desperate. Notre Dame, you know, is a good team, but not maybe a great team, you know, the way they've played this year. They've kind of just, you know, beaten everybody, but they haven't beaten the socks off of people the way we've seen in Ohio State, the way we've seen in Wisconsin do it. Um, You know, this ought to be a game that Michigan should win. Uh, You know, Notre Dame, certainly they hung with Georgia, but that, you know, that game they benefited from the fumble punt and kind of this stuff. Uh, This just feels like the sort of game that if Michigan – is ever going to be the kind of program that they want to be under Jim Harbaugh. This is the game they've got to win at home, under the lights. They've got to pull it off. And so I feel like that desperation ought to equal a Michigan win. But I I can't trust them. Like, they haven't done it in so long. Like, you know, they knew that Army coming in was going to be a test. They basically failed that. Uh, They knew Wisconsin was going to be a test. Total no-show. Just annihilated you know, Penn State, same kind of thing. Admittedly, and these are road games, the Wisconsin Penn State games, but they come out and they're down 21 to nothing. Like, you know, I, I just don't trust them at all. Patterson has just been too erratic. They just seem banged up in certain places. The defensive line is good, but it's certainly not what it was last year with Winovich and Gary and those guys. Like, you, you can you can move the ball a little bit on this defense. Um, you know, and Ian Book, Tony Jones Jr. is having a really good season at running back for Notre Dame. Uh, Kelly really honestly needs to give him the ball more often, I think. 
Um, you know, I think they can have some success moving the ball. It just feels like until Michigan wins one of these games and kind of lifts the pall a little bit off of the program, um, you know, that's been there ever since the spot pretty much, uh, you know, I, I just don't trust them. I, I, I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off. I like Notre Dame. All right, so uh, respectfully, i got about uh, two minutes here. Give me yeah. who you like in that Washington State-Oregon game and then Cal-Utah. And, and, you know, when Gordon is lit, he's got 29 TD passes. If he doesn't throw the ball away, and then uh, Herbert's got, I think, 21 TDs and one pick, I think that's going to be a really good game at, at Outson. Uh, it would be... If, like, I didn't think Oregon's defense was just so much better. They hired, uh, what's the guy, Andy Avalos, I think, is their new defensive coordinator's name. They've been very good, aside from that Washington game last week. Uh, and, you know, Eason kind of got them a little bit. But I still think that's a very, very good defense, much, much better than Washington State's defense. This is one of those games that in Pullman, I think, would be a lot more competitive. Maybe you could see the upset happening with it being in Austin. Anthony Gordon really struggled against another good defense in Utah when they went down there. Uh, I, I think the Ducks are going to win that one. I'm reasonably confident in that. Same thing with Utah. Uh, Cal, I think I saw down to their third-string quarterback, and their second-string quarterback uh, did not fill me with confidence. They're coming off a loss to Oregon State. That game is going to be super low scoring. It is in, uh, I think, the over the total I think I saw was like 36 or 37 last time I checked. Um, 36, 36. So if you like punts, uh, you need to turn into Cal, Utah, uh, you know, and I'm very interested to see if Utah can cover 20 and a half on a total of 36. Um, and I think they might do it. This, this game really, to me, has like possibly uh, 30 to 3 written all over it. Cal is, I, I think they're going to have a really hard time scoring the ball. Uh, and then uh, I, I'm under a minute here. Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Ames could be decent. It could be, but I think Iowa State's better. Brock Purdy is very, very good. Honestly, you know, Iowa State's lost two games. They've been, though, to two good teams in Iowa and Baylor, uh, and both those games were kind of down to the wire. They've dominated a lot of their other competition. I think Matt Campbell uh, needs to go to a bigger job. He, he's, you know, with all due respect to Iowa State because, you know, they're a fine program and all of that, but Matt Campbell uh, is a, like, major, major program. Uh, you know, watching this USC game, like, it doesn't make any sense, honestly, that Clay Helton is coaching USC and Matt Campbell's coaching Iowa State. Like, uh, I, I, I think the Cyclones are going to get that one. Yeah, I st- but I don't think he's getting a USC job. Uh, Carver High and I think Urban Meyer are going <laughs> to get that job. Great stuff tonight, Jerry. Enjoy the games tomorrow. Thanks for coming on the bench. We'll be in touch. Absolutely, Scott. Anytime, man. All right, Jerry Hennon with us, our college football insider. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.